Welcome to Hustle and Pro, talking sports from youth to pro. We'll bring you compelling stories from athletes, coaches, professionals, and fans, all with the common thread of something we love to do, to watch, and talk about, sports. We're here at Visual Learning Solutions Studios in Frisco, Texas, and I'm your host, Kelly Walker. After a quick word from our sponsor, we're going to be right back to meet our guest and get started with episode 130. This episode is sponsored by Visit Frisco. Be a good sport and enjoy all that Frisco, Texas has in store for you. Single players, spectators, and teams. No matter your travel style, the city that plays always has something fun on deck. Bring your friends, family, and fans to play along. Explore Frisco restaurants, shopping, and things to do at visitfrisco.com. That's visitfrisco.com. I've been anticipating meeting today's guest for a few years now, actually. Ever since the beginning of Hustle & Pro, I heard about this baseball nonprofit, Keeper of the Game. And today we get to talk to and meet the founder of Keeper of the Game, James Valade. So welcome, James. Thanks for coming on with us. Kelly, thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to hear a couple things. I know you have a stacked baseball coaching resume. So you have ties with places like Baylor, UT Tyler, OSU, and the Texas Rangers and the Rough Riders, right? So can you just kind of, in your own words, give me an overview and tell me um, what your career in baseball has been? Yeah, I've been been very fortunate to be a part of a lot of great places uh, in the game of baseball. Uh, started my coaching career right out of college at a Baylor University where I, where I played baseball uh, from 91 to 95. I uh, was the head coach at the University of Dallas, um, had also been the head coach at the University of Texas at Tyler. And um, at, at other colleges, um, I was at Oral Roberts University for one year, Oklahoma State for four years. Um, was fortunate to, to help them get back to the College World Series for the first time in 20 years. So that was a, a big mark for um, kind of carrying a, a huge dry spell for a program that was really, really good in the 80s and, and 90s. And then professionally, very fortunate to work with the Texas Rangers. Um, loved every minute with the Rangers. I was there during some really, really good times with player development, with success with the major league team. And, you know, from there, it's been it's been really an, an amazing run, still in the game and, and still around baseball. Very fortunate. When you're coming into those programs, are you the kind of coach they're bringing in when a program needs to be turned around and that's your challenge? Or are you there already coaching a strong program? Or maybe it's different for everyone you came into. You know, I think it was, it was a little bit different from – each program at the University of Dallas and UT Tyler, we started the program from zero. So it was it was kind of a welcome back for the University of Dallas after an 18 year absence of not having um, baseball on campus. And then at UT Tyler, it was the start of a sports program. So ironically, you know, I got to start two college programs from zero, which is a, a unique you know opportunity. Not many people would ever even think they'd have that opportunity, but to have it twice was was amazing. So as far as, you know, building, going into programs, building, getting it right, um, trying to really move it forward in, in every direction on and off the field. Um, then really, I found myself in a similar situation with um, with Oklahoma State, which was, you know, basically, um, you know, almost an irrelevant program for a long time. They just hadn't had success. They hadn't, you know, been to the College World Series. They had never won the Big 12 tournament. And Spent four years there really helping build and, um, you know, really kind of mentor the head coach, Josh Holiday. He was a younger coach and I had 
uh, more experience leading teams than he did. So it was a unique relationship for us and we helped them get back on the board and, you know, getting to the college world series uh, was amazing. Winning big 12 championships was great. A lot of success over the four year run. Um, and in, you know, a turn of events in my career, I, I decided to take a local high school job, Preston Christian Academy. Um, so I'm leading that team now and, and we're, we're kind of in that, in that rebuild phase of the program. Uh, so Ironically enough, I find myself um, as maybe a little more of a builder than some of the other coaches. I don't think I've ever showed up into a turnkey job where everything was just handed over and it was perfect and just, you know, keep the machine oiled. But that's the challenge that I, that I love. And with the Texas Rangers, professional baseball is a little bit different. Um, you know, it's player development and uh, loved every minute. You know, we've seen lately some um, notable coaches that do kind of go back to a younger um, age range, like the high school level. Um, and sometimes that's because of where they are in their life cycle, right? They either have kids coming up or just personally, they want to go and um, work with a younger group. So that's kind of what we're seeing with you going back to a high school or going to a high school level. That's probably the youngest you have coached in a long time is that part of is it more of like your personal part of where you are in life and your own family and personal life you wanted to stay probably in a market for a while instead of traveling being gone traveling so much yeah i mean that's that's really what it comes down to after 25 years um in college and professional baseball a lot of travel a lot of time away from your family there's also some some special times in there you, you get to do things with your with your with your families that are that are unique but um you know, the opportunity to coach my youngest son in high school uh, was a big part of it. And then my older son um, reached the major leagues this year uh, in baseball for the Colorado Rockies. So the opportunity to be able to get away a little bit more over over the summers and see him play and, and share his experience with him, that was a big part of it as well. That's great. Okay, I want to read a quote about you. And I don't even know who put this quote out there, but I love it. And I just want to read it because I think it tells people a lot about your coaching style. So it says, he delivers the keys to success through motivation and inspiration. Valade takes the audience on a journey that inspires the crowd to achieve more than they ever thought possible individually and as a team. That's pretty amazing. Do you even know who, who put that out there? No, I don't know, but I know that it was probably associated with um, my coaching and some of the public speaking that I've been able to do. Um, yes. Very, very, very flattered that, um, you know, people, you know, think of me in that in that manner. But, you know, my, my job is to is to really coach somebody else's child. That was always my priority is recognizing that when I'm on the field uh, with a player that, you know, that's somebody else's kid and always have respect for that. That was one of the things that when I got into coaching, my mother was really adamant about relaying to me who, you know, my mom was, um, you know, a very successful teacher. And then she went on to get her law degree. Um, so she she really was, um, you know, somebody that taught me how to care, taught me how to achieve. And, you know, that was one of that was kind of how I built my foundation for my coaching philosophy is just um, respecting everybody around you and pouring into the kids as much as you can. So that's it's nice to hear. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And as a baseball parent myself, actually, just last night coming off of a youth baseball game, and it really is important for those coaches to remember that somebody's kids out there and everything can you know impact them and every word you say to them and every way you talk to them it matters and you know it comes home with them so i love hearing that that's a focus um so okay i want to shift to talking about keeper of the game because 
this I know this is a big deal to you. You mentioned your son, and I know that he's also involved in Keeper. So can you tell us um, what Keeper of the Game is and why you started it? Well, in, in 2007, I was coaching here in Frisco with the Frisco Rough Riders as part of the Texas Rangers organization. And it was always one of my dreams and, and, and passions to really um, put a bow on, on service to the special needs community. Uh, I'd been involved in special needs work, you know, through college. When I graduated college, I had been in, involved with Special Olympics um, as a coach, as a, as a unified player. Um, I always tell people I'm a, you know, I'm a Special Olympics gold medalist in unified sports. So uh, I had some really exciting times, some really good experience with Special Olympics and have always been associated with them. But I decided to kind of branch out into our sport and really mainstream the special needs community into baseball and really show people, you know, what what can happen when servant leadership meets the power of inclusion. So what we do, we serve kids with special needs and disabilities in and around the game of baseball, softball. We've branched out to other sports um, as well. We support existing programming. Uh, we support Miracle League, Angel League, Challenger League, Buddy Ball, uh, Special Olympics. And then we create our own programming uh, to make the special needs community a part of baseball on a personal level, whether it's you know taking kids to games or out to the ball game program or, or running a camp or a clinic. And we basically started you know, our own special needs team and organization. So for every person out there in the special needs community, whether you're, you know, a parent or an athlete, uh, we're proud to be your team. I love that. I think it's smart that that you didn't try to recreate what some of those really great programs already are doing, Miracle League, for example, and that you're kind of accompanying them, right? You're You're joining in what they've already started and have a really good foundation of, and you're just sort of helping and making it better. And um, I, I read that you do things like equipment drives, right? And you mentioned out to the ball game. So can you tell us about a couple of sort of the bigger programs that Keeper is working on? Yeah, so we, we've got a, a really strong team around our foundation. I think the, the key to success for, for anything is to have the right people in place and have them in the correct lane. Brian Hopter is our executive director. He's been with us since day one. And, you know, through through our vision and, and Brian's initiative, we've, we've started a program called Out to the Ball Game, where we'll take special needs classes, uh, mostly at the high school level. Uh, we'll bring, you know, students out to baseball games, uh, visit with them a little bit about, you know, a curriculum about, you know, where you're going and a little, get familiar with the, the game of baseball. And then when we get to the ballpark, it's how to find your seat, how to ask for help, where the bathrooms are, where to buy concessions, where to throw things out, getting kids really comfortable, taking any, any part of that experience that might be intimidating or uncomfortable, making the kids really comfortable. And then the, the hope is that they have a great day at the ballpark, they have fun, they enjoy the game, the music, the atmosphere. But the real goal is that they would wanna come back um, as a social event for themselves, their family, their caregiver, uh, their group home, whatever the situation may be for uh, for the person involved. So we're trying to, you know, get them out to the ball game. But the key is that they return at some point. That is kind of the epitome of the name of the nonprofit, keeper of the game. You're you're sort of teaching them how to go experiencing experience it, and they can enjoy it, and then they can then carry it on to others. So I love that. That's perfect. Okay, James, we're gonna take a quick break to hear from a sponsor and we will come right back to hear more about Keeper of the Game. 
This episode is sponsored by Tumbleweed Textiles. Tumbleweed Textiles t-shirts, hats, tanks, sweatshirts, collared shirts, plus houseware items, and so much more are authentically Texan. Their unique designs are hand-drawn and inspired by Texas music, history, food, and fun. Find the latest from Tumbleweed Textiles online at shoptwt.com or better yet, Visit the Tumbleweed Textiles flagship store in the heart of the Rail District on Main Street in Frisco, Texas. And now, back to the show. Welcome back. Today we're talking to James Villade, uh, founder of Keeper of the Game and also baseball coach. So James, I'm curious. Every time I look something up like on social media about Keeper of the Game, there's a common thread, a lot of things and awards. And um, I see Jose Trevino's name out there a lot. So, and the RP11 award. So for people who don't know your connections with some of these um, ballplayers and um, kind of legends in the game, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, whenever you mention Jose Trevino, that automatically brings a smile to my face. Um, what an outstanding player, person, leader in the baseball community, uh, servant leader. And it's really funny how things come full circle with, with Jose Trevino. When he he won our award, as you as you researched him, you saw. And my comment was, you know, for future Roberto Clemente award winner, and that was my comment three years ago. And he won the Roberto Clemente award this year for the Texas Rangers. So we're really oh, proud of our relationship with with Jose. Uh, yeah, it was outstanding for for him and his family and everybody that he serves. But you know, our our relationship with the professional athletes is is very. It's, it's very pure. Uh, the guys that want to be involved in, are, are involved because they have a passion for the special needs community and, and serving the community. And guys like Jose really, really make it work. Um, so thankful for him and his leadership and, and who he is as a person. And then, you know, programs like RP11, um, one, of the, one of the guys who really helped um, kick off Keeper of the Game and, and served in so many ways. Uh, his name is Ron Patterson. And Ron Patterson was one of my teammates at Baylor University. Um, you know, great Christian man, outstanding leader, outstanding coach, um, great husband, great father. Um, when he passed away, uh, we really made a push to, to, to carry his legacy forward, to keep sharing, you know, what his vision was for uh, servant leadership and what his vision was for pouring into the community. So RP11 has really taken on a life of its own through uh, some of the programs that we have, but that's our way of, of honoring Ron and continuing to teach people, you know, what it looks like when it's right, what a community leader looks like and what somebody who loves the special needs community looks like. And so those, you know, those are a couple of examples of <clears throat> things that we're doing on, uh, on a few different levels with the program to keep, keep pushing it forward. And then I noticed that there were a couple of Team of the Year awards. Um, one of our Frisco ISD schools recently won. I actually think it was this, maybe this season, year, however that works when you give those out, Liberty High School. And Stephen F. Austin won. So I'm guessing these aren't just, you know, good baseball teams on the field. Um, what, is, what is it that you're doing, that, or what is it that these teams are doing to be winning Keeper of the Game team awards from you? So, you know, under the leadership of Coach McGar at Liberty, the Liberty baseball team has been just a huge part of our, our volunteer opportunities. And one area where they really stepped up is I, I think a lot of people don't realize we, 
we run the largest food drive um, in North Texas now. So uh, our strikeout hunger food drive, which we started with Jason Jennings uh, at Pastime Training Center, former Baylor uh, player and big leaguer. Um, you know, Coach McGarris brought his team out year after year, uh, giving it the food drive, serving at our special needs events. They, that team has really been front and center. So we wanted to honor their service um, to the community and recognize them collectively and thank them for the continued hard work. It wasn't one day. It wasn't one example. It's, it's just so many examples. And we're pumped that it was, it was a local team. And then moving on to Stephen F. Austin University, you know, Johnny Cardenas um, had reached out to me. I, I'd played against Johnny in college. We've known each other a long time. He said, you know, I want to be a part of what you're doing. So we always go through a little bit of a rundown on how you can impact your community. And in that area, there was nothing for the special needs community in the way of, of baseball or, or, you know, opportunities to get on the field. So SFA started their own league for, for special needs athletes in that area. And Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Wow. So yeah, our team of the, our team is, of the year award is pretty cool. Yeah. So that those, is above those, and beyond. That's Both that's those definitely... programs have done great. Yeah. Um, and the other name I noticed was the Vyers um, Award. So I don't know if you know, but one of my most recent guests, I don't know, maybe a month ago, um, was Jordan Vyers. And so I, every time I tell somebody or they tell me they heard that interview, they talk about his dad and his brother. I mean, it depends on who you're talking to. So Tell me about the, the namesake of that award. Yeah, well, you know, Billy Billy Byers has been um, outstanding for Keeper of the Game in, in many ways. He he's won our award, and you know, Billy does a lot of a lot of things that are um, that are front and center, where he's out there, you know, physically volunteering, and um, but he also does a lot of things that are behind the scenes uh, to help make Keeper of the Game work. So for him. Uh, to get that award and for him to be honored in that way. Um, you know, Billy might be one of those guys that could probably get that award every year. But once once they find out, you know, um, that we have a deeper rooted relationship with our kids or friends and, um, you know, Tracy had taught all three of my kids at Pioneer. So we know the family really well. Uh, we're super pumped for Jordan uh, to be drafted. There's probably going to be another pretty good buyer's player right behind him. So it's, uh, it's a I baseball hear. home. Yeah. Yeah, they're, rent they're rent. my high school, so I'm actually <laughs> excited. Yeah. Um, that's where my kids go to school. So I'm. Yeah. we've been told, Jordan said, watch for my little brother. He's coming up and he's going to dominate. So I'm yeah. excited to watch that. I never knew all the connections you keep mentioning, like Baylor. You don't know this, but I'm from Waco. I did not go to Baylor, however. My dad did, but oh, I did okay. not go to Baylor. I was ready to get out of Waco because I'm from Waco, and I went to Texas Tech. Another decent baseball school. Um, but I love hearing all of your Baylor connections. And also, I just kind of want people to know our connection. So um, we know each other through a mutual friend. You're, it's your lifelong friend, right? But it's yes. my neighbor. And our yep. youngest children went to preschool together. And they're now in double-digit kids, but um, ages. So, yeah, I've known that family a long time. They're a great sports family. And I love that they uh, immediately said, oh my gosh, you got to talk to James and learn more about Keeper of the Game. So I'm kind of sad that it took me two and a half years into this podcast show to get you on here, but but I'm glad that I'm glad that we got a chance to connect and let people know about Keeper. How can people find more, uh, find out more about Keeper of the Game or find you online? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find us at uh, keeperofthegame.org. 
we are a 501c3. We're a nonprofit. Um, we don't have any paid employees. We work off of uh, volunteer power, servant leadership, great teams in the area, great individuals that that really want to get involved. So keeperofthegame.org. Um, you can get us on you know Twitter and Instagram. Once you get to our website, we've got everything lined out. But on Twitter, it's at Baseball Keepers. And, you know, the one thing is this is I, I would I would kind of make the call to anybody that this isn't just about keeper of the game. Um, this is about identifying community need. This is about serving the special needs communities. So whether you get involved with keeper of the game or not, it, it really isn't the, the big the big point. The big point is to serve those that need us most. And that's hopefully if we can just inspire somebody to move forward and do something special for somebody else, then then we've done our job. And if you actually get a logo, um, as you can see, I've got a couple logos on today. Um, if you can get our logo on you, we we love you even more. Well, yeah, you mentioned about strikeout hunger. I mean, there's things that go beyond a specific special needs player trying to learn a sport or attend a sport. There's so much more that goes into it. And I think you also do a really good job of bringing a younger generation of athletes, specifically baseball players, in to understand that need and be physically out there in the community. Um, you know, you see pictures of, of volunteers helping with Keeper and Miracle League, and they otherwise might not have really opened their eyes to all of these needs in the community. So thank you for doing that. And I'm sure now that you're coaching at the high school level, you're able to do that even more directly, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And really, you know, in a nutshell, the name Keeper of the Game is is taking care of more than just the game. Um, lifelong friend and, and great baseball man, Mike Basso, um, had instilled those words on me um, about being a keeper of the game, about, you know, seeing the value in the big picture. And when we really sat down and, and talked about starting the foundation, it just resonated with me that, you know, Mike Basso was right. I mean, this is about being a keeper of the game. This is about, you know, moving people forward and passing the torch and caring about others and um, being great on the field, but being even better off the field. And, you know, my philosophy of, of always paying attention to who you become along the way, you know, when Mike and I had that early conversation, you know, a long time ago about, you know, what it meant to, to do your job on and off the field, you know, guys like Mike Basso have inspired me. And, um, you know, you know, he's still a guy that inspires me. Um, one of the best baseball guys that's ever put on a uniform. But like I said, it's come full circle. Uh, we're in a really good place. We keep her the game in the community. And we, we thank everybody, especially the Frisco community, for all the continued support. And, you know, if, if you're ever having a down day or if you ever need a little, a little pick-me-up or some inspiration, just go to our Twitter, Twitter account and scroll through the media and just watch some of the videos. And the day automatically gets better. It's great. And you've inspired me. So I like to think of myself as in the in the general sense keeper of the game because I'm I love baseball. I grew up playing softball. My dad coached me and my sister and it was a huge part of our lives. Um, played through high school and for fun in college and, you know, intramurals and things like that. Still play as an old lady. Um, I just love softball, which translates to loving baseball. Grew up watching the Rangers on TV, you know, only a few hours away and going to Rangers games was a big deal in our family. And so we didn't get to go to many because we weren't here in the, you know, exactly in Arlington, but um, it's a huge part of, of kind of my like family traditions. And so we had both of our kids, we put them in little league and uh, 
one of them's already retired, but the other one's still going strong. So I, I have personally passed down a lot of baseball love, my husband and I both, to our kids. But you've inspired me to take that farther. There's so much more that I could be doing with that with our kiddos. So thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you, you for um, your time today. I know you're busy with your day of coaching at school. So thank you for coming on with us. No, I, I appreciate it. And Kelly, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up softball because, you know, we, we have transitioned into softball. And last weekend, um, Chris Cox and Leanne Cox afforded our foundation a great opportunity through, through Texas Glory Softball. And, you know, we were able to, to participate in a, in a tournament out there and, and, and bring some of the special needs athletes that we have through Keeper of the Game. Uh, throwing out some first pitches, having a good time at the ballpark. So um, I would probably say at some point you'll see a Keeper of the Game softball logo coming down the pipeline. So look out for that. And would we're, not surprise we're me. Yeah. Leanne yeah. is probably working on it as we speak. I love them. <laughs> they are my neighbors. Yeah. They live actually they're they're smack dab in between where I live and where our mutual friend lives in my neighborhood. And so yeah. um, I'm in front of in front of their house all the time and they've yeah they're a great great baseball and sports family and um man talk about softball Michaela is really fun to watch pitch. yeah big shout out to the Cox family thank you all so much yes for sure all right you well James so nice to meet you so thanks for your time today and thank you for joining us for this episode of Hustle and Pro you can find us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts on your favorite platform we're on YouTube now we're on Instagram, Twitter, um, and you can find us at hustleandpro.com. However you do find us, please like, comment, review, and share. It's easy and it's free and it actually means a whole lot to us. And be sure to subscribe so we can see you next time. Thank you.